Here First is sponsored by UCS Healthcare, offering compassionate healthcare for all. Learn more about their services, including statewide access to medication-assisted treatment for alcohol and opioid use disorders at ucsonline.org. Today is Friday. It is the 12th of January. This is Here First from IPR News. I'm Michael Leland. Iowa is in the middle of a second major snowstorm this week, this time bringing a blizzard warning for much of the state. IPR's Sheila Brummer reports people who can stay home should. Trey Patry of Alden fills up his semi at a gas station in Fort Dodge Thursday afternoon, already weather-weary from getting stranded in a storm in western Iowa on Monday, dealing with snowy roads on Wednesday, and now comes another round, packed with cold and dangerous wind chills. I miss Texas. I like the heat. I don't like this. Petrie says some truck drivers don't have a choice but to stay the course and keep working through the elements. But Woodbury County Emergency Management's Michael Montino says everyone should think twice about going out the next few days. It can be dangerous at times, so we recommend that people take appropriate precautions. The National Weather Service says storms of this magnitude are fairly rare and usually only occur once or twice per decade. Even so, Petri plans to go unless the DOT shuts down the road. Much of Iowa will be under a blizzard warning as of 10 o'clock this morning. Winds will gust to 40 miles an hour and blowing this new light snow around and reducing visibility. Craig Kogel with the National Weather Service office in Des Moines says Arctic air will follow the snow. Wind chills will be in the teens and 20s below zero tonight, and even colder conditions are ahead for the weekend. As we head into Saturday and especially Sunday morning, wind chills of 35 to 45 below zero by Sunday morning are not out of the question at all. That is dangerously cold, uh, life-threatening sort of wind chills. He says temperatures will slowly warm up to the teens and low 20s by midweek. Iowa's State Board of Education has approved eight new charter schools that would open in Des Moines and Cedar Rapids. IPR's Grant Gerlach has that story. Some of the operators approved by the board have charter schools in California, Ohio, and Florida. The Omaha-based nonprofit Opportunity Education, backed by TD Ameritrade billionaire Joe Ricketts, was approved to open Quest Forward charter schools in Des Moines and Cedar Rapids. Chief Learning Officer Raymond Revelia says the schools will cover 6th to 12th grades and will specialize in active learning and career development. So they're not just learning stuff for the sake of learning it. They're learning stuff because learning is the pathway to a future career and life success. The Quest Forward schools plan to partner with Civica, a Florida-based group that was approved to open K-5 schools in Cedar Rapids and Des Moines. They plan to take the next year to finalize locations and recruit new students. The Iowa National Guard Adjutant General Stephen Osborne gave his first condition of the Guard address to the legislature yesterday. He says he directed a reorganization at the Iowa National Guard Joint Force Headquarters that represents the greatest transformation since its inception. Osborne says there's a new focus on a balanced army and air approach, and he's appointed a full-time director of the joint staff for the first time. He also says the Guard has added more staff to help service members with violence and sexual assault prevention, as well as victim advocacy services. Ultimately, these long-range holistic efforts lay the groundwork to keep your Iowa National Guard ready to execute any state or federal mission well into the future. Osborne says National Guard service members were deployed to Poland, the Middle East, Kosovo, and the southern border in the past year. A federal judge has ruled Iowa's law requiring boards and commissions to have an equal number of men and women is unconstitutional. U.S. District 
Court Judge Stephanie Rose wrote it violates the Equal Protection Clause of the 14th Amendment. A lawsuit was brought by three Iowans who wanted to apply for openings on the State Judicial Nominating Commission. That panel interviews applicants for Iowa Supreme Court and appeals court vacancies and recommends finalists to the governor. They sued the state court administrator because they wouldn't be able to serve on the commission because of their gender. Rose ordered the court administrator to stop enforcing the gender balance requirement for that commission. It's here first from IPR News. I'm Michael Leland. Support for IPR comes from the Healing Room at Upstream Functional Medicine, offering medical spa services that support the body's natural ability to detoxify from environmental challenges. Learn more about the Healing Room at upstreamfm.com. If everything goes to plan on Monday, the Iowa Republican caucuses will have a winner at the end of the night. But for Democrats, it'll be very different than in past years. IPR's Zachary Orrin-Smith reports Democrats are figuring out what it means to caucus without being first in the nation at choosing a presidential candidate. With the Democrat in the White House, the Iowa Democratic caucus was not likely to break records for turnout. However, this year is even more different as the party has lost its first-in-the-nation status in the presidential nominating process. Instead of arguing over candidates in person starting today, Iowa Democrats will start getting presidential nominating cards by mail. And those results won't be announced until Super Tuesday on March 5th. But the caucus must go on. This year, instead of presidential campaigns building interest in the caucus, Iowa Democrats will be driving the bus all on their own. And for some, that's an exciting future. Yeah, we make Iowa purple again. we got to make Johnson County as blue as it's ever been. That's Dan Feltis. He's the vice chair of the Johnson County Democratic Party. In a state that has grown redder, Johnson County has remained a stronghold for Democratic votes. Feltis says he'll pay close attention to those who show up to caucus. People motivated to caucus are potential party volunteers. That focus on party building, not the White House, is something Iowa Democratic Party chair Rita Hart says is an asset moving forward. A lot of people come simply to have that that ability to express their preference for president, but are really not interested in the in the party building things, right? While some Democrats focus on party building, others are looking beyond the caucus to make political impact. Adam Peters has been involved in the caucuses since seeing then-Senator Barack Obama speak his freshman year at Decorah's Luther College in 2007. That year, he became a precinct captain. He'd go on to staff the Pete Buttigieg campaign in 2020. But things are different this year. I just didn't see a united effort, and I also wasn't exactly seeing enthusiasm. He says he sees the party working to build itself up, but it's not happening fast enough. In his residence, Scott County, historically another Democratic stronghold, Republicans are winning seats. While he's glad the new presidential preference by mail is more accessible, he says the party isn't making a coherent case for participating in the caucus or its structure. Rather than the caucus or the state party, he says he shifted his focus to his work at Clock Inc., an LGBTQ plus community center in Rock Island. There, he says he can feel his work having a more tangible impact than in political campaigns. I need to be doing something that makes actual change. I need to be building actual community that not only outlasts a political movement or political campaign that improves the people's lives now, today. Alejandro Comeas is not just looking outside the Democratic caucus, but has changed his registration altogether. While he tends to vote Democratic, this year he's joining Republicans to have a bigger impact. How can I 
strategically put a vote that actually will be important for the primary. His goal is for the highest quality candidates to face one another in the general election. For Kameas, that's Nikki Haley. He likes that she was a governor and that she offers diversity to the presidency as a woman and child of immigrants. To a Republican that would protest, he argues he's making their eventual candidate an easier sell in the general election. The tent is getting bigger. Uh, you're having diversity of opinions. And that's what will make uh, your candidate a better general election candidate. So if anything, I think that would be seen as a positive as opposed to uh, just sustain in the echo chamber of your party. Comeas is aware that the country is hurtling towards a repeat of 2020's matchup, but he's hoping for a surprise. Everybody's expecting it's going to be Trump versus Biden. But um, as somebody who has lived for five decades, we know there are surprises. One guarantee is that this year, Iowa Democrats are taking the reins toward prioritizing their future over the national prospects of a presidential candidate. I'm Zachary Oren-Smith, IPR News. And that's here first from IPR News. I'm Michael Leland. Have a good and safe weekend.